I just wanted to share with you about my caring journey for my husband, um, Bill Marsh, Swampy Marsh. Um, he was a senior manager with Northern Territory Government um, with infrastructure. His last project that he worked on was the Palmerston Hospital. Um, a few years ago, 2013 actually, he had some surgery. Um, he was an avid golfer. We lived on the golf course and he was always playing golf, so his knee started to pack it in. So um, he went and had the surgery reluctantly and then during that surgery there was something went wrong with his back so then he had to have back surgery. And he never fully recovered from that surgery. He was just not himself. He couldn't get back to work. Um, his memory started to deteriorate and as um, the introducer said, I've worked in the sector for 20 years and, uh, and at one time I was managing Dementia Australia when we lived in Alice Springs and um, so I, I was quite well across dementia. But this was nothing like that. It started to deteriorate rapidly um, to the point where I was beginning to be really worried. I'd come home from work and um, one day I got home and there was a big piece of butcher paper and he was writing his name because he, he knew he was losing the ability to sign his name. So he kept trying to sign his name. So to watch that as a family, um, we have kids and, you know, we got to the point where um, it became really difficult. I was... Um, you know, trying to care for him as well as my daughters and they've got families of their own. Um, and so um, eventually, you know, the caring role became difficult day by day by day. And um, so, you know, to the point where he didn't know the difference between day or night. Um, and we're not talking about an 80-year-old. We're talking about my partner was the same age as I, I am, um, 26. And, <laughs> and um, so, you know, so it, it was really traumatic because... Um, I. You know, I'd work with all these people and I'd be at meetings with these people and all of a sudden they're in my own lounge room and at case management meetings talking about my husband and about the way forward. And the way forward wasn't looking good. Um, so for 12 months we travelled, we went down to Adelaide because nobody could tell us what was wrong with Bill. Nobody. They couldn't, they just said, we, we, we really are flabbergasted, we just can't tell you what's wrong with him. But I could see it, he was just deteriorating and he couldn't remember how to drive the car anymore and... So they eventually did some brain scans and um, uh, did, you know, a whole lot of series of tests and things. And then um, they said that he had a stroke, but then that was questionable. He didn't have a stroke. They discovered eventually that he had a brain disease and it was a fatal brain disease. So by the time we found out, um, we found out in, in the March and he passed away in the August. So we just could not keep up with this, whatever it was that he had. Um, and it was horrible for him because he, in the beginning, he knew that he was losing the ability, but um, he didn't have quite enough insight. But as, as the disease progressed, as horrible as it sounds, it was a blessing that he didn't know because it became harder and harder. Um, the aged care assessment team who um, gauge all these people, well, Bill was 59, you know, so he didn't fit in anywhere. Like the aged care assessment team, they are 60 over. And anyway, Dr Lowe and um, uh, one of the dementia nurses came to my house and they said, look, this is getting really hard, Gail. We think that you need to, we'll put Bill into respite for a week and we'll teach, we'll teach you how to give him an injection in the shoulder every night so at least you can get some sleep because he was pacing all the time. He didn't know between day or night. So um, I went into palliative care with him. I've never been to palliative care before because obviously you don't go there unless you need to or visiting somebody. Um, and so that was very confronting. Um, and so on day one, they said to me, go home, um, 
go home and have a, you know, a rest and we'll look after Bill um, because I'd been doing the caring role and, you know, I didn't have time to think about what you're getting into. You don't even think of yourself as a carer. You just get the job done. This is your husband you've been married to. He's just your soulmate, your partner. All of a sudden you're having to do everything and you're just on automatic pilot to keep going. So um, on day three um, in palliative care, with this remembering this is only going to be for one week, they said to me, um, we need to have a case management meeting and I was very used to them, been to lots and lots of those, but not about my husband. And um, so my daughter was there and we both went to this meeting and um, there was heaps and heaps of doctors and because they couldn't, they didn't have a name for this disease, um, we had everybody looking at him, all the students and it was like, because he was a rare entity. Um, and so they said to me, um, look Gail, um, Bill's not going to be able to come out of palliative care. Well, that, and that was just devastating because in our eyes he was just going in for respite. But he ended up being in there for six weeks and because he was younger and healthy until he got this disease, he took a, a lot longer to pass away. So that was, he passed away on the 31st of August 2014. So in a few weeks' time, it'll be five years. So that was my caring role I didn't see coming. Um, and then the next phase of my life I'd like to let you all know that I didn't see coming either was... Um, my 72-year-old friend at the time said to me, um, Gail, I'm going to come pick you up tonight and we're going to go out for tea, you know, at the casino. And I said, oh, she said, no, no, come on. This is a year or so later after Bill passed. You know, come on, let's go, you know. So um, she said, I've got a, a friend of mine that's come up from Adelaide. He's working on the Impex project. And um, so I said, okay, you know. So anyway, she turned up with this guy and I just thought, she's 72, this guy was going to be 72. Well, he wasn't. He was my age, 26. <laughs> and so, so we, um, we had dinner and we just got to know each other and really slow because I was freaking out. I've been with the same partner for 35 years and it's very confronting all of a sudden to have someone that thinks you're okay. <laughs> and um, so we, um, you know, we started to see each other and, um, you know, and as time went on, you know, we, we became a relationship and... I was really embarrassed. I used to go out with him and I'd sort of walk to one side because I knew everybody and everybody knew us and they knew our journey and I felt as guilty as anything. It's a horrible thing to go through. And then I, th I remember Bill saying to me when he was in the early days, he'd say, look, if something happens to me, I want you to move on. Well, you don't think about moving on, but from somehow. But my daughter put some reality check around it. She said, Mum, you know what I think's happened? I said, what do you think, darling? She said, remember Dad used to love Peter Lehman red wine? He loved Peter Lehman red wine. I said, yeah. She said, well, don't you think Dad might have sent Peter? His last name starts with an L. Oh, I said, I never thought about that. And so... So that was a bit of validation. Um, <laughs> I had, I t I, you know, like it's real, like I said, it was really difficult to move on with someone new when you've been with someone. Everyone knows you. You go in the shopping centre and you're walking with this guy. I made out I didn't know him, you know, like it was just really, <laughs> it's a really weird feeling. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm here to say that, you know, five years on, um, you know, Peter and I are getting on with our life together. Um, my kids, I have to tell you, the kids are like you become the kid and they're the adult, you know, like, who is this guy, Mum? You know, what, you know, have you checked him out? Have you checked him out? You know? So anyway, it turned out that he's, he's a lovely man and we're really happy. Um, I'm actually six months older than him. So, um, so I'm 26 and a half. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, we're, we're getting on with it. And Bill and I were always going to go on a cruise and we just never got there. He got sick and then, you know, it just didn't happen. So Peter and I have been on three and he promised me, he said, you know, we'll do all this stuff and he's, he's holding up to his word so far. 
Um, and so I'd just like to say, um, in conclusion, um, Carers and Tea were wonderful to us, I have to say. Like, this, the help and the support we got. Because, you know, you don't, you know, you know, you knew at this. You don't know what to expect. You know, all of a sudden, you know, I couldn't leave the house and um, I had, you know, they said, look, we can send support workers in. And I was really iffy about that. I thought, who are these people, you know, like in my house? And um, But they had really good staff and, um, you know, Bill lost his ability to talk by then. But these people were excellent. Um, I could go out, you know, to the dentist or hairdresser or shopping or have some time out. And so I'm forever grateful for that. And uh, I've told them many, many times. And I, sp- I spruit them wherever I go. Because until you have an experience where you become a carer, you don't have to know about it. You just don't. And I mean, our caring role was different too. I know you, you, know, you care for ageing parents. I mean, in my jobs, I'm in and out of nursing homes all the time. So I see that side of it. But when you get served up something that you don't see coming and you've got a couple of months to sort things out. So, you know, it's really important to have your stuff in order because if they lose capacity, it's too late, you know. So so in conclusion, I'd just like to say um, yesterday, Bill and I would have been married 30 years yesterday, um, but we were in palliative care for our 25th, so it's 30 years yesterday. And um, so, yeah, thank you. So I think that's about all for my story. So thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) 